thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the podcast, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that powered ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree is in the podcast description. You guys made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you checking out another edition of the podcast. In all seriousness, man, I'm in a really great mood. I always am when I do these things because I love it. I love doing this show and, and giving you guys these episodes, man. But uh, I uh, am particularly in a good mood because I'm, I'm a week removed from vacation. And, you know, that first week back at work is always tough, man. But uh, it's um, it left me feeling very rejuvenated. You know, it's always hard to say goodbye. I got a chance to to spend some time with both sets of my parents down in Florida so, um, you know, it's always tough when you, when you leave, right. Cause you're like, oh man, you know, it's going to be a minute before I see him again. But it was really, it was really fun to just get away from work, get away from the city, you know, spend some time on the beach and spend some time with my parents and just really recharge my batteries, get outside, get some fresh air. You know, it, it was just, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. I hadn't taken a proper vacation in almost a year, you know, and there's obviously a lot of things that happened within this last year on a personal level with death and heartbreak, you know, and, um, so I, you know, I'd been home a few times to see some family for the holidays and whatnot and for my mom's birthday last year, but I hadn't taken a proper vacation, like I said, in almost a year. So to be gone away from everything and away from work and the hustle and bustle of the city for, you know, really almost the equivalent of two work weeks, I had like 10 days off. It was just exactly what the doctor ordered, but because I am so white and pale, I did get a little bit burnt and I always, it, it, it floors me when I see people at the beach, y'all that like look like they don't put anything on whatsoever. And maybe that's just because I'm like super pasty, but that Florida sun, you guys is no joke. I don't know if you've been there. Maybe some of you listen to this, live down in Florida, but you know, when, when you come from like Ohio, like I did where we have cloud cover, <laughs> like, you know, 70% of the time, um, anytime I would get in out in the sun, even as a kid, I would burn and peel. And, um, you know, we would put sunscreen on as kids, but obviously we hated reapplying. We, nobody likes putting on sunscreen. I don't really trust the spray, although I get it. You know, if you don't want to rub down your boy's back, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's one of your, one of your friends, your homies, like you don't want to be, you know, rubbing his back down with lotion. So I get that people like to spray and they just hit the shoulders in the back and it's like, cool, you know, but I use the lotion because I just get so burnt, man. And we went to the beach on a Saturday and it was a nice day. It was it was actually like mid 70s, so it wasn't super hot. And thank God for these sun shirts, you know, because I do. I like, you know, might sound stereotypical, but I do like to take long walks on the beach. And especially since, again, I don't live by the ocean and I only get to see it maybe once a year. And actually, this was the first time in four years that I, I had seen any of my, my parents uh, in Florida. You know, I've got one set that lives there full time and another set of parents that goes there a couple times a year. And it had been since 2018 since I had seen them down there, you know. Um, so I love just the sound of the ocean, walking on the beach. And so I, I wear that sun shirt to protect myself. But it was funny because the first day that we went to the beach, I was there for like, we were there for like four or five hours. We were there for a while. So obviously I had my stuff on. Um, but at one point when I was sitting down and I was mostly underneath the umbrella, 
but uh, the way the sun was shining, man, it like nailed my left shoulder and my chest. And then when my stomach folded, when I was sitting down in the chair, I had like three burn marks. They looked like griddle marks or like I tried to draw abs on myself. When I got out of the shower that night, I had like three just like bright red lines across my stomach. It was kind of hilarious. It wasn't too funny when I was taking a shower, but thank the Lord for aloe vera. So just a little PSA, you know, if you go anywhere in the sunshine and you're fair skinned, make sure you wear that sunscreen, man, or get you a, a sun shirt or a, a hat, you know, because in my case, man, like it didn't take long sitting in that chair without that sun shirt on to get burnt. But other than that, it was a great vacation. It was exactly what the doctor ordered, and I'm just really excited to uh, to just be rejuvenated and have that time away. So I hope that with everybody out there that you guys are staying safe, that life finds you well. If not, I hope it gets better and I'm sending positive vibes your way. But, you know, if you get a chance to spend some time with family or friends you haven't seen in a while and you can do it safely, you know, thankfully the COVID numbers look like they're starting to go down. So I just hope that everybody gets a chance to uh, get some R&R as well or take that vacation that, that they need, you know, whether you get about two weeks away like I did, if you're fortunate enough to do that, or, you know, if it's just a little weekend trip somewhere, man, it's always nice to recharge the old battery. So yeah, man, I'm really excited. And speaking of excited, this week's guest is uh, is really awesome for me to have on the show because they come from my hometown of Toledo. And I didn't know that at first when I saw them on Instagram, but this week's guests, I should say guests plural, is none other than Brandon Young and Andrew Stanton of the band Retail out of my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. And uh, yeah, you know, I can't remember uh, who reached out first, if those guys followed me on Instagram or I saw an ad pop up or mutual likes or something, but they came on my radar and I really like their sound. They've got kind of, you know, you could say alternative pop. There's elements of ska, alternative rock, indie. And I uh, I just really dig their vibe. Their debut full-length album called The Fall of Rainbows just came out on March 25th. And they had been dropping singles to get ready for the re- release of that album. Excuse me. So at the time that we recorded this in March, it was actually before, like right before their album came out. But they had dropped a, a number of singles to get people ready for it. And what I really enjoy about these guys is that each tune has a different vibe. So there's very much, like I said, a thread of like you could say an indie rock or indie pop rock alternative vibe going on. But um, from Don't You Cry to Why Don't You Come Around, someone said uh, WWW, they all kind of have their own flavor. And uh, I actually just listened to the full record in my car yesterday and it sounds great. And they did it all on their own. So it was just really cool to get in touch with these guys and learn more about their story and their friendship, how they came together, and the fact that you know two dudes made all this music is really impressive to me. And so in this conversation, we talk about their friendship, how long they've been playing together, and the impetus behind the record. And uh, you know, obviously, with this thread of this podcast being perseverance and moving forward, we get into some of those areas, man. But uh, but yeah, Brandon and Andrew are just really good dudes. If you hear multiple references to Dave or David in the podcast, it's because I was, this was, like I said, right before I went on vacation. So my energy, I was excited to do the show with them, obviously, but I was just really burnt out. I needed a break from work and I need to do a better job in general of getting more sleep. So um, I had written down for some reason, I had wrote, I had written down Brandon Young, and for some reason, even though I read Andrew Stanton, I wrote down David Stanton. So before the podcast got rolling, uh, Brandon logged on to the Zoom, and I was like, 
oh, is David going to join us too? And he was like, David, you mean uh, you mean Andrew? And I said, oh, is it Andrew? And, and I even asked him, like, are you sure? Even though it's like his music, you know, uh, partner and his buddy. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, it's Andrew. Then I looked, I said, oh, dude, I read Andrew and I wrote David. I have no idea why. So anyway, that's kind of like our inside joke. If you guys are like, why are they joking about the name David in this podcast? That's why. I, I wrote down David instead of Andrew before we got rolling. And uh, yeah, it was just, again, another sign that I need to get more sleep. And uh, the much needed vacation ended up coming right after that. So any Hoosers, I'm going to shove my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Brandon Young and Andrew Stanton of retail out of my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. Here it is. All right, there we go. Well, Brandon and Andrew, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Uh, Like we were just talking about before we officially got the ball rolling, I I really genuinely enjoyed listening to your guys' singles uh, as you get ready to put out your album. And actually, by the time this comes out in April, your debut album will be out because it's slated to come out on March 25th. So thank you for joining the podcast, fellas. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it a lot. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And, and so just so the people know, when you speak, can you let them know your name and then just like what you guys play in the, in the duo? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Andrew Stanton and, uh, his name is- <laughs> while already confusing people. <laughs> I'm Brandon Young. Yes. And I, uh, I'm, I'm primarily the drummer and bassist and uh lead vocalist, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on our stuff. Probably eighty percent is sung by Brandon for the most part. Uh, barely on any more than ninety percent probably. Um, but then I'm Andrew Stanton, and um, mainly a lot of the guitar, background instruments, uh, mainly guitar and kind of piano parts on there. So, but. yeah, I'm looking at some of the 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 people listening won't be able to see this, but I'm looking at some of the guitars you got there in the background. Is that one? Is that a Gibson I see back there? Um, no, not quite. That is um, an Ibanez. Kind of looks like a Gibson a little bit. 335. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of representing that. Um, okay. I, you can't see them all here, but I got a Spanish guitar. I got a Strat, which I got mid-recording the album. Um, I got acoustic guitar, a bass, a, um electric ovation, which is hmm. weird because there's not too many electric ovations. And then um, a cigar guitar and then a, a Squire Telly. Nothing amazing, but I love the sound of it. We recorded a ton on the record. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what I love about uh, y'all sound is is each single kind of has its own flavor. And we can get into it. And you guys even did some some short videos on your Instagram page kind of breaking down the vibe of each of them. But um, like, why don't you come around and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of got like those upstrokes, sort of like a, a reggae type vibe. Yeah. I almost felt like. Yeah, we were going for a, a ska feel, like a, like a mid to late 90s type of mighty, mighty boss tones type of uh, almost like a uh, spin doctors kind of vibe. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's just kind of what we were aiming for. Yeah, that one, that one was cool. And then like... Um, don't you cry. You kind of have, there's almost like a tempo shift, like right, right around uh, two minutes and it gets a little kind of like spacey. I don't know if if the proper musical term is like an interlude, but that was cool. Um, 
someone said's got kind of a, a, a sadder sort of slower vibe to it, but I, I really dug that one. And then obviously, uh, let me know if I'm saying this one right. Uh, Basanado Te Amo. Is that uh, yeah, how you say it? The one. That, that's how I say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that one's got huge kind of like Latin flavors to it. You guys mm-hmm. got some bongos going on in there. Yes, um, we do. And then WWW, to me, that kind of gave me almost like an 80s, almost kind of like dancey. I don't know that I want to say disco, but honestly, it was it was kind of like that era of like uh, Bowie. Like it kind of gave me that kind of vibe. Like I felt like it had a sort of yeah. a Bowie, Princey kind of Ooh, yeah. that era, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten like, you know, Prince. Bowie's interesting, though. I could see that like Let's Dance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, some other people have said like Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> the chorus, the chorus gave me uh uh Bowie vibes on WWW. But oh, I so I, yeah, that. I didn't know yeah. if that's what you were going for. And again, I, I hate making comparisons, uh, but at the same time, for the sake of people listening to this, or I didn't know if I like if that's what you were going for. Um, because sometimes like I'll I'll say I'll say to people, Oh yeah, they give me something they listen to, their originals. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I got this vibe, and they'd be like, that's exactly what I'm going for. And then sometimes people are like, no, I don't know where you got that, where you <laughs> got funny. that at all. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's always interesting to hear how people kind of interpret it a little bit. So I like hearing it. Mm-hmm. So you, you dudes, you grew up together, right? So for people listening to this, we we all hail from Toledo, Ohio. And if mm-hmm. if you're not familiar, it's in the Midwest. It's right on the border of Ohio and Michigan. So Detroit's basically like our attic. And I always tell people, like at least for me, and I and I'm excited to hear your guys' uh, response to this. But you know, I thought it was a cool place to grow up as far as entertainment is concerned because. In some ways, Toledo is kind of a big little town, right? Like we're surrounded by a lot of other more, you know, major metropolises, you know, Detroit and Cincy and Cleveland, Chicago, they're all quote unquote bigger cities, but Toledo was cool because at least when I was growing up there, um, I didn't get into it until I was older when I was writing for Toledo Free Press, but there was a really vibrant local music scene. And then I started to learn about the music history too. You know, everybody and their brother played Frankie's over the years. Yeah. Um, no, and main event and uh, Mickey Finn's downtown. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, um, gosh, I, I'm trying to think of all the, the people who have played, but, but anyway, so I, I grew up going to, you know, concerts and stuff with my buddies up to Detroit and stuff. But uh, for you guys, I mean, was, was music always something that was present? Uh, are there musical people in your family or was it just things that, you know, something that you guys were, were drawn to from a young age? Yeah, well, that's that's the funny thing is that um, actually my dad and Brandon's dad played in a band together years ago. <laughs> and that's kind of how we <clears throat> knew each other, like when we were young, I guess. And so and then we kind of just didn't we weren't really around each other a lot. Uh, after me, uh, his dad and my dad had kind of played. And then later on, we kind of rediscovered, you know, each other and that Brandon could play drums, I could play guitar. And so through the year, I mean, we probably have played together for a long time, but we never really, we did like silly demos um, through the years, but nothing really too serious. Uh, But speaking about the local, um, like uh, musicians around town and everything. Brandon is more the person to ask that because he regularly <laughs> plays around town in other groups and everything. Me, I'm just the guy that pushes record at home. So, right. Well, I uh, I had some pretty early exposure to the music scene here around town. Uh, I went to the Toledo School for the Arts. <clears throat> oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, 
as a result, I made quite a few connections, you know, from the sixth grade up until I graduated and went to college. Um, you know, just, I met, I've met quite a few really fantastic local musicians, uh, some connections of which were made, you know, more than a decade ago. We still keep in touch just to get together and jam like, uh, but currently, um, like I play, uh, I'm playing uh, jazz with uh, with the Bob Manley Quartet. Uh, we play like at like the Village Idiot. I don't know if you're familiar with the Village Idiot. Mike. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we play there pretty frequently. I pick up gigs where I can. But uh, that was more of a recent development in my life. I had kind of gotten out of playing live uh, because you know life takes over. You know, and sometimes you just get busy with work and whatnot. Um, but more recently I've found that I've, I've had more time on my hands and, uh, I reconnected with one of my old, one of my old teachers back in high school, my jazz instructor. And, uh, he invited me out to, uh, uh what's that place, Andrew? Mommy Bay Brewing Company. You know that. Yeah. Downtown? Oh yeah. 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 Great. Yeah, yeah. Pizzas and stuff there. Yeah. That's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went down to the Mommy Bay Brewing Company where, uh, there was a, a jazz group playing. And my teacher, you know, asked if, uh, if I'd be able to sit in on the drums. And so I sat in and from there, I just kind of kept going back and just sitting in where I could. And after a while, uh, several members of the band have asked me to, you know, to, to play with them. And that's kind of what got me back into the, you know, the live music scene around town. And it's, it, it is more diverse than I remembered it being, honestly, you know, back when I was in high school, it, it's 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 more vibrant and there's a lot of talent here there's a lot of um there's a lot of talent that i think uh is easy to overlook if you're if you're not in the right place at the right time here in in toledo yeah yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of great local musicians there man like i i felt really privileged you know when i started writing for toledo free press that was 2010 when i had gotten out of college Mm -hmm. um and then, so yeah, 2011 was when I started doing music feature stories and there seemed to have kind of been like a local resurgence, like one of my good buddies to this day, I met through, um, just doing music features, uh, my, my buddy, Ryan waiting from Tropic Bombs, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of like a fusion of like hip hop reggae and like almost oh. metalcore, you know what I mean? Cool. Um, oh, what did you say you know, they were called? Tropic Bombs. Tropic Bombs. Okay. Yeah. It's and- got kind of like, uh chili peppers meets sort of like rage against the machine meets mm. like i don't know if you're familiar with like he is legend you know who yeah, kind of like yeah. a southern metalcore ryan loves he is legend but uh but yeah. anyway so you know we became good buddies but um but from you know frankie's and and you know you mentioned brandon you know village idiot which i'm i'm really happy that through the pandemic those guys have stayed strong also amazing oh, yeah. pizza and stuff okay. over there but uh yeah. but they're kind of known for putting on local shows but yeah man so it's uh i don't think people realize like and even and even uh bands that went on to to be really huge um like the white stripes used to play at frankie's uh the band oh, that yeah. i was thinking of that used to play at mickey finn's was uh the black keys i think they used mm. to be like yeah. the that house band there on the weekends and stuff that's cool. So yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting, you know, to, to it's just cool to be from a city where that's happening and 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 I think is Frankie's closed now or did somebody did It somebody is buy closed. It? I know you were going to say you were saying Frankie's, but they closed. I don't know if it was right before the pandemic or during the pandemic they had uh they had shut down um cuz I I knew some friends that had were playing there kind of regularly 
um and then it, it went went down so yeah and and i know um another guy um i'm just dropping local names uh, a bunch of david's branded all over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could be getting them wrong you could be getting them right we wouldn't know call uh, everybody david we'll know yeah uh, zach jacobs who runs the uh the ottawa tavern now um yeah. okay yeah and i know they've been doing uh, a lot of shows got, too right oh yeah like i've said I was gonna say the ottawa tavern a few times they're really great there man like monday that- night jazz that's the place that you said on Mondays. Is that yeah. Right? And the yeah. owner's really cool, man. He's a, he's a really awesome guy. He runs it with his wife. Cool guy. Very cool. So the band that your dads were in back in the day, what, what kind of band was that? Uh, it was just like a cover band. They just kind of played like a, a backyard kind of gig. Um, it was just it was for dad, some friends. It was dad rock. Dad rock. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it was, but you know, it was still, that's kind of how we connected. Sorts. So is that where the uh, the Zeppelin and the Beatles influence came from? Was like stuff you guys were listening to with your parents? Because yeah. I read that that was that was those are part of the shared kind of musical influences that you mm. guys have. Yeah, I would say so. You know, I would yeah. say most certainly. I think that our I think both of our musical tastes has been pretty pretty heavily influenced by our our respective dads. Yeah, and it just kind of overlaps and things that we kind of share with each other through the years. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I specifically remember, and Brandon will know too, like we went, we actually went to a Black Keys concert the one time in uh, Cleveland, and we were just listening to music on, on the way there and back, not specifically the Black Keys, like just a bunch of... Uh, ben Folds. Ben Folds was the main one I remember. Main one, yeah. But um, yeah, so we, we just had, you know, similar musical interests, and we played in like cover bands uh together through the years little gigs here and there just kind of playing songs and for the most part like our musical interests kind of align so which is nice so did you guys go to the same school growing up oh i'm sorry brandon i didn't mean to step on you man no you're cool it's good um i was i was gonna add uh earlier uh before uh the band i wanted to kind of throw this in that like there's like a vhs tape that's floating around out there somewhere. I think my dad owns it of, uh, of their band. And like he and I, it's like, Oh, one, Oh, two. Oh like, yeah. Sometimes why is that what you're talking yeah, about? Sometimes why? Yeah. Yeah. There's a VHS of them playing somewhere floating around and, and Andrew and I are like little kids running around in the backyard. It's really funny to see. Yeah. You know, just going back. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh no, you're fine. No, no, you're good, man. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, so did you guys, you know, your your dads obviously haven't been in a band and being buddies and stuff is, and you guys just being around each other, was it just sort of just by proxy or or did you guys go to the same school as kids too? No, we did not. I went to, you know, Brandon was saying, um, what's the school you went to? And I can't think of the name. Yeah. TSA. Arts. Yeah, yeah, TSA. 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 And, David and School of the Arts. Yeah. David School of the Arts. There you go. <laughs> It's just gonna be. It's just. I'm just gonna pepper David. Common the theme. Pro- no one's gonna know project. what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> but um, no, I I went to Penna, so I, I was a completely different side of town. Went to mommy schools, um, so I wasn't in mainly Toledo itself. So just because of how our dads knew each other, um, then years later we're just hanging around f- friends with each other and got you know, playing together. Um, I was making an album with my dad at the time, and we needed a uh, a drum track on one of the songs and Brandon actually filled in for one of the songs. So, um, 
you know, just from there through the years, like we've been doing little demos and songs and it finally just came time to kind of put together some of the songs together, which is funny because two of the songs on the album were songs that we played years and years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so. true. Oh yeah. They which haven't ones, been released. Which ones were they? Um, so the one is the fall of rainbows, which is going to be, it's actually the title of the record too coming out. Um, that one we've been playing years, um, and in some semblance or another, (laughs) yeah, it's not the exact same thing, but we had the core of it done and, um, it was like, we felt like we needed to finish that one. That's why we felt like it, it fit so well for naming the record too. Cause it was like all these years we've been playing the song. We should just name it this uh, too. And right. then um, there's another one. It's kind of the the goofy one on the album, but it's like this jazzy song called "By the Sea." That's what we named it back in the day. We just <laughs> ran with it. So, <laughs> just a name that stuck. Yeah, yeah. it's just the name stuck. that kind of fit the vibe of it. And so we're like, we actually have a uh, on my SoundCloud. I uploaded our original demo of it, and it got played like amongst friends. And so we just decided to to do it for the album. Yeah, we brought it brought back by the scene. Not going to be a fan favorite though. I will... No, no, no. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think people are It is like a it's like a what, 5 to 6 minute like jazz song. Um It's just a bunch of vamping really. Yeah. With a, with a sax solo in the end. It's it's yeah. it's um Yeah, it's it's niche. <laughs> Basically. So was that the first time you guys jammed together was when you and your dad, Andrew, were recording that album. Was that the first time that you and Brandon had actually played together? Like, what was the first, like, jam sesh between you guys where you're like, oh, like, like, oh, okay, our dads are in a band, but maybe we've got some, like, musical synergy going, too? Um, the night that I specifically remember, I don't think it was that night that we recorded that song, um, but there was, like, a time where me and Brandon, we were just hanging out. Um and I th- actually I think it's the same night that we wrote that stupid pirate song. We posted on our I think Instagram. It was the pirate, yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah, yes, <laughs> we wrote that that <laughs> night that we hung out with each other. Um, after like many years, I mean, we had been hanging out with each other, but not like doing anything musically. Yeah. Um, and then he came over to my dad's house, and uh, he played on the electric set, and we played the song that came "Fall to Rainbows." At yeah. that night, we yeah, played we that song. Yeah, so, played, yeah. and you know what I think is so funny is like, you know, each each of us have played with our our fathers and their musical efforts, you know, and their musical projects throughout the years. And like my father's a guitarist, who uh, you know he's kind of a, a shredder, you know, like a Satriani, Steve Vai, Eric Johnson type of guitar player, like you know Van Halen, and. uh um, you know, I've always been his de facto drummer, you know, I'm his son and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the go-to, you know, and Andrew, same thing with his father, you know, he's, he's his dad's de facto guitarist. Uh, and I think at this point also <clears throat> probably, uh, like studio, you know, recording yeah, engineer, recording engineer. <laughs> you know, so, but, but like what I found was when we, we started playing together was that we, we just kind of clicked musically really well, um, unexpectedly. So like we just had really good uh good musical chemistry and and like the way that we were able to pick up cues that the other person was was putting down was like hey we got it man and it was like you know just just uh it was impressive to me that was that was the the key thing that we i noticed with brandon more than playing with anybody else there's like this unsaid thing that you can have with someone playing with them and 
I'll be playing a song never played with Brandon before, yeah. and we will switch on cue. And it's like, how did we know? At, yeah, we yeah. just know <laughs> how to feel a song out. Yeah. And there was many demos of us. It's just us playing, and then we like snip it together. It, that's it's just because we have this like link when we're playing together, which is like I, I don't play anybody else uh, with anybody else like that. So yeah, so it was it was like. I think we both immediately knew that there was something good there. Like there was some potential, but it took us some time and the right circumstances in life to get around to actually recording original music together outside of just jamming. That's cool to hear. I mean, even, even as somebody who just, um, I just, you know, I always say it like, I'm just like a bedroom noodler. I never practiced enough to get really good at it. Um, but I have fun just kind of, it just the guitars it's just a good creative release i just enjoy it um even though i stink on ice but um <laughs> when i listen to songs though i i'm always fascinated and i'm i'm you know always interested in when there's like a chord progression or a tempo change and it just makes sense <clears throat> but musically you're like man that riff sounds way different than like the previous riff. I mean, even going back to that example I gave earlier in your guys' song, um, Don't You Cry, like it's a pretty, you know, for somebody who's not musically trained or inclined, like it's a, I wouldn't, I, I don't think abrupt is the right word, but at that like 140 mark of that song, it's a, it's quite a change in tempo, but it also, it makes yeah. like perfect sense for the song. And that's something that I always enjoy as a listener of music where I'm like, because I'm sure you guys have that maybe too on your own where it's like, you come up with something and you're like, I don't know where this goes from here. And maybe that's the benefit of playing with, with someone else that you have musical synergy with where they'll go, Oh, like I'll do that of this and on this. And then you'd be like, Oh man, I never thought of that. And that's always something when I listen to songs and there's like a tempo change or there's a riff that sounds completely different from the previous one. And you listen to it all together and you're like, that sounds perfect, but it's like, there's times when I'll just be noodling on my own and I'm like, I think this sounds cool to me, but I have no idea where it could go. And it yeah. sounds like you guys have that vibe where you're able to pick that up with each other. That's, that's how we wrote music for most of the record is like, I'd have a start of a song, Brandon have a start of a song <clears throat> and we kind of just bring it to each other. Whether that's like, we need a melody on top for the vocals. Right. We need an idea for what the vocals or what the lyrics are going to be about. It was always like, back and forth and um i mean we we had at the beginning of the project that we said that i remember we sat down at applebee's and we kind of laid out the guidelines of what we were going to do for um the record and one of the things was like we were going to claim every song is written co-written by each because i always appreciate that about like queen they at the near the end they always claimed that you know it was just queen that wrote the songs right so it was like we were going to write it together but genuinely all the songs are like 50 50 yeah it, like we whether that's like a key word change or or just something it, it it was always bouncing off each other um whether that's musically or lyrically or anything and i think that there's been an interesting like dynamic between us where we both have we both have different standards for different aspects of the musical production process i think we're both finicky and anal in certain ways uh that aren't always in line with the other person, but that's kind of proven to be a benefit because I feel like where one of us, you know, might need some help. 
the other person can step in and and help to uh you know bring bring that up to snuff whereas the other person might be better at a certain thing and it's like we each have our own strengths that we uh that we can contribute you know and like <clears throat> another part of the writing process that we both uh, identified pretty early on was like when our first like the first song that we that we recognized was really taking shape like it elevated the standard of what the rest of our music should sound like <laughs> yeah like, like we we reached that milestone with a song and we were like okay all of our music needs to be at least at this level you know in terms of production quality um just making it sound full and warm and um it's just kind of interesting how that reaching that point was like what spurned us on to 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 being more you know more picky about about like some of our arrangement choices some of uh some of the tones that we were using for the guitar um and even um some of the drum parts which were re-recorded because we just realized this is this is crap <laughs> we need to do this again you know anyway that's that's my two cents <laughs> which which song was that brandon which tune did we re-record the drums for the one no, or the, the one, the that, one set that the standard for oh the one that set the standard yes it was uh let me think that was uh you're talking about west coast west coast yeah yeah that, that one not... that... sorry go ahead that... I was going to say that one's kind of a funny story because I started the chord progression of that. Brandon obviously did not like the song. Um, <laughs> we recorded it anyways. Um, and by the way, when we set out to make this record, we were like, we're going to make 15 songs and we'll just cut like however many of them until we like the, the West Coast one. Like I brought to Brandon, we did a demo. It sounded like nothing like the, what the final products uh, sounds like. But um Brandon wrote all the, the lyrics in his dream. So when yeah, he wrote yeah. all the lyrics in his dream, it was like this combination of like, I, I helped start the music. He helped finish the song. And it just kind of like, was like, that's what set the tone of it. Everything. Yeah. It was kind of strange because I, I was laying in bed one night and like this melody was going through my head and these words were just coming to me. And, uh, I was somewhat lucid and I woke up and I was like, what is that? You know, what, what is this for? You know, what am I humming here? And what, what, what what are these words floating around my head? And then I realized what's for West coast, you know, that's, that's what this is, you know? And so I quickly got a, a pencil and a pad and I just wrote everything down that I could remember. If you woke up the next morning, do you think you would have completely forgotten it? Yes. <laughs> oh, 100%. Honestly, anytime we wrote anything, uh, voice memos in our iPhone or like just taking a video, we used all the time. Because if we didn't at the moment, we would have forgot it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's pretty, it was pretty imperative that we, you know, recorded a demo of some kind or another. Um, even if it was instrumental or, plucking out a melody on a, on a piano or something, you know, just so that we wouldn't lose it. <laughs> but yeah. if I hadn't done that, I, I'm sure I would have lost it. <laughs> and it was something that just came out of the ether. Like it was just part of your dream. It was, it was just like, it just, it just came to you in that dream. There was like, no, no, you know, do you think anything precipitated or was it just one of those creative moments where it just came to you? I don't, yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
honestly, I, th- I think that, uh, like the lyrics are kind of lonely, honestly, like the words and, uh, like, I don't know what was happening in my life at that time, but I, I, I think that, I think that like my mom might've been on my mind or something, you know, like, uh, just, uh, I don't, I don't know why. I think she was like talking about moving away at that, at that time. And, uh, I think that that might've been on my mind and, you know, honestly, it kind of fit the theme of West coast because ultimately that's, I mean, she lives in California now. I was going to say, she, <laughs> but to be fair though, to be fair, she didn't move to California before we completed the song. We completed the song didn't, yeah. and she moved. So, but I think that like, that was something that was on my mind and maybe that was just in my subconscious and it just lent itself to those words just coming to my mind in my dream. It's, it's really cool hearing how all that, all that stuff comes together. Cause it's like, I remember when, at one point when I was playing, um, when I was, you know, playing around a lot more on the guitar and I would have ideas and I, I still use my digital recorder as a backup when I record the podcast, just in case it all goes to crap. And I have something mm-hmm. that even if the audio quality isn't as good, I still have a backup. I always try to make mm-hmm. sure I have a backup, you know, but I would get, I would get little riffs and stuff in my head and, I'm, I'm like I said, I stink on ice. So sometimes I couldn't even figure out how to, how to flesh it out on the guitar, but it was, it is weird how stuff just kind of creatively comes to you. And it's like, it's just part of sort of, uh, I don't know, you know, not to get too like trippy, but the universe or whatever. And like, you hear songwriters talk about that. Like, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just all of a sudden it, it, it was there and I just, you know, put it to tape or whatever, you know, and it's, and it is crazy sometimes. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys too. Do you find that the more you rework something, the more you overthink it, or does it tend to be that usually the first riff or the first drum patterns or the first sounds that you come up with end up still being pretty foundational to the song? Like, or does it kind of vary track to track in terms of the the finished product from where you started? We experienced a lot of both, honestly. Yes. Um, we, there were some tracks that we worked to death and then we shelved for months and then we listened back to them months later and thought, you know, that's pretty flipping good. Like, let's don't you cry. That's yeah, don't, don't you cry. That's one of them. Yeah. Like we don't, you cry is nothing like the original demo. And we went through three or four iterations of that tune until uh, we sat down in his living room one day <clears throat> with him on the guitar and I was behind the drums and I just wasn't happy. I was like, look, this song sucks. Let's just sit <laughs> And let's just work this crap out until we have something that we're cool with. It's got a groove, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we worked out the current arrangement of that song. And at the end of the night, I still wasn't happy. So we ditched it. Yeah. We ditched it. I was like, this still sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So we shelved it. And then, uh, you know, like a few months later, he like came up with this melody and these words, just don't you cry. And, uh, and, uh, he, he like pulled it out and was like, you know, I listened back to this the other day. And, uh, it's not bad, man. And I was like, you know what? Show me what you got. And so he like pulled out his phone and played the demo. And I was like, why did we shelve this? This is pretty good. You know? So we, uh, decided to commit it to tape and, uh, and roll with it. That's an instance of like overworking something, but eventually being happy with the final product. Whereas like, uh, West coast, for instance, was like, that was like, we got that crap done in a day. <laughs> it just fell right together. And we just knew that that was the take. Um, 
And uh, we've, we've certainly experienced our fair share of writer's block throughout this whole process, you know, like uh, just, just not, just, just not being able to get where we want to be with a certain tune. And that's where the chopping block, you know, came in like, look, we just don't have it. We got to get rid of it. You know, we've got quite a number of songs that we, you know, have, have decided to commit to, you know, the cemetery just because of <laughs> just not being able to, uh, to flesh it out fully or completely or, you know, to a point that we were happy with. Yeah. There was actually one song that we got, basically how we record the songs is we would sit down together. We'd write the songs out. Um, we do like a demo of it, get the drums of it, record, start recording instruments and whatnot and write words at the same time. Then the very last process that we mainly did is we recorded all the vocals and then finally did like polishing and stuff like that. But um, we got to one of the songs all the way to the vocals. We had lyrics for the whole thing. We had it all done. And by the time we recorded the vocals, we're like, nah, we don't want this anymore. So we, <laughs> so we got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So. Just, like the other thing too is that we were trying to keep in mind throughout the whole process is, I like to think of an album as a, a cohesive piece of art, you know, and uh, any tune that sticks out like a sore thumb doesn't belong. Um, which upon listening to the album and the final product, now you might argue that we didn't achieve that goal. <laughs> Maybe it's more of a collection than an album. Um, but if you'd heard some of the things that we decided to shelve, like you, you would understand <laughs> why we, why we came to that decision, <laughs> why we yeah. kept what we kept and why we got rid of what we got rid of. For you guys, is this the first time that you have in terms of actually putting a full album together? Will this be your guys's first full length, like LP? Uh, together. Together. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I've, I've done recording. I've done two other recordings, um, two whole albums before and writing, um and then i've i've helped other people record like just lps and stuff okay um so but together this was a and it is both of our first times like writing melodies and lyrics together that's why i found so awesome about this project is doing the whole thing normally i'm just doing a portion whether that's recording or writing some music or coming up with instrumentation so that's what i really liked about like it was a every part of this album is a collective effort on what we decided whether names lyrics artwork any of that so yeah it's yeah, cool that's cool to hear that you guys have, have decided to share all that you know um because i think that that's i mean even when you hear about uh you know i i think it was a podcast i was listening to are you guys familiar with the band periphery like you know progressive you know kind of yeah. gent metal and all that yeah. Yeah. and um i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um I think how all of them are listed as like they're, they all get like equal share of everything. There's not like one main guy that's considered the songwriter. They, they wanted it all equal all the way across all the members in the band. So I think that's really cool that you guys are like, Hey, we're, we're co-writers for, for each of our songs is we're a duo. You know, that's, I think that's just a cool way to go about it in terms of just equality and the creative talents that both you guys bring to the, to the band. Yeah. And the other thing that that contributes to is like, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with a bit of healthy, you know, competition. There's nothing wrong with a bit of 
all right, he wrote a really good song, so I'm going to try and top it. You know, like that's how a lot of the Beatles' greatest hits were written. It's just, you know, in the spirit of, you know, one-upping the other, you know, co-writer in terms of, you know, uh, just just song quality. And, you know, there was certainly an, an air of that involved here. Um, but at the end of the day, none of this music would sound the way that it does without the input of the other person and without the creative effort of both of us and without the, you know, just being in the right place at the right time on the right day in the right session is like, Hey, he came up with this, this incredible riff, like, Holy crap. You know, this song would not be the same without it. Or this, just this little minor instrumental part that's floating in the background. It just wouldn't be the same without it. Um, Or even some of the words, you know, just hashing out the lyrics and trying to find what works, you know, and asking, you know, is this, is this crap or is it any good? Um, you know, the, the, the effort of both of us is I think pretty clearly evident in each song, just knowing our own musical tastes, our own preferences, our own, uh, our own, uh, tendencies, I guess you could say creatively. Um, I think that they both shine pretty brightly in, in every song. So I think that's, I think that's the main reason why everything can be so uh, considered so uh, so equally distributed between the two of us. Yeah, and I will say working with Brandon, um, you know, it it, it seemed to because he comes more from like learning um, music in school and everything. And I'm an idiot when it comes to music. I just know what I like to hear. So like, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what I want to sound. Um, so I feel like I'm a better writer, songwriter, and musician from after doing this project. Um, just because it, it, I just really had to challenge myself to try to figure out, you know, to, to really work things out and everything. So that's what I liked about this project a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like you got what, like maybe like musical theory meets like musical feel, like, you know, kind of coming together. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Cause he, he'd be saying something. It, we had like uh string and trumpet parts in our songs that have come out on our singles too. Um, and Brandon had to write all that out because I don't know how that sounds, but I can play it on a piano. How I think it sounds um, or like he can tell me like what's maybe a better choice in decision and what may be conflicting and stuff. So, but um, I know a little bit of music theory, but not, not collective uh, sound with that. Yeah. Yeah. And from my perspective, um, like I think that, uh, I think that I a little more, you know, in terms of like what's happening musically, you know, and what will work. Um, I like to think in terms of like scales, you know, because when I'm writing a melody, I like to write, I like to write melodies that are based on scales that work, you know, and that's a pretty good way to guarantee that it's going to sound good, you know, um, over like a given chord progression. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it is nice to, 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 to get Andrew's input just based on his, you know, his gut instinct, you know, because I think it is possible to get too much in your own head about, you know, Hey, you know, technically this, this works. And we did have, you know, several instances where we clashed because I'm like, yes, but technically this works. And he's like, yes, but it doesn't sound good. And I'm like, but it works, (laughs) you know, um, you know, and ultimately we'd have to come to some kind of compromise. Um, like I remember, uh, the last tune on the album, which was uh, 
a pretty big effort specifically on my part because of, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time writing it and, um, Oh my God, we had like <laughs> 30 demos of that song. He yeah. come every week, go, Hey, I got a new chord progression. Like this God dang song again. Like, holy crap. Well, I mean, in my defense, it was, it was spurned by your not liking something about it. And so I would go back to the drawing board and I'm like, okay, I'm going to find something that he likes. And eventually I did, you know, and we went with it, you know, because I wanted to make sure that whatever it was that I brought to you was something that you also liked. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to override you and be like, you know what? I like it. So we're doing it anyway. You know, it's yeah. like, well, you know, I, I, I want to hear your input. I want to know that, you know, that what you hear is good and that what you hear is something that might be accessible to, you know, a wider audience than maybe I'm capable of predicting. So, <laughs> so I kind of want to go back to the genesis of this. Like, obviously, like we've talked about, you know, your, your guys' dad's played in the band together you guys were around each other growing up and then uh the the funny pirate song was, was like one of the first times you really started to to like jam around with each other but when you guys sat down um you said it was at applebee's right like and you're kind of like okay yeah. this is how we're gonna like this is what we want I, i'm always curious uh how did you come up with the band name retail because uh, I do like the one word names. I think that they're cool. I think they they stick. If you think about like big, big band names or like it's usually one or two names, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious about that. But I'm also curious about when you guys talked about the parameters of what you want to do, because at least for the singles that you've re- released to this point, um, and I'm sure it was probably by design, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they show off the different directions that you guys do go on this record. And obviously I, I haven't heard the whole thing yet, but by the time people listen to this, it'll be out, but there are different flavors on this um, in terms of the vibes. And, and uh, I, I would say if there was an all encompassing umbrella and I hate categorizing things, but that I would kind of put your guys's music and I would say maybe indie pop or indie rock, you know, alternative yeah. it's in that vein, yeah. but yeah. um when you guys set out to write this, where you're like, Hey, we just want to write, like, we want it to be a creative process front to back. We want it to have a cohesive feel to it. Or were you like, Hey, we want to go for this type of vibe, or we want it to be in this kind of genre. Like what were the parameters around retail and how did you come up with that name for it? Well, for the name, I remember very vividly when that name was reached, we were actually uh, working with my dad. Um, Playing in a cover band. We were in a cover band with my dad and we were putting on a show for some of our friends locally in my, in my grandmother's basement as uh, you know, come one, come all to my grandmother's basement. And so we were in her garage and she's got, she's got these shelves where she keeps a bunch of canning and like, you know, canned goods and just cans of like green beans. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he and I were standing out there uh, with my dad and we were just kind of telling him, hey, we're going to write an album, but we need a name, you know, and I looked at these cans on the shelf and I was like retail. Just because I don't know, just the cans reminded me of, uh, I don't know, just retail. <laughs> I didn't hear that part of the story. I just remember him. In, we were in the garage yeah. and it was after the show. I think it was raining. It was pretty dark out. And he's like, hey, what do you think about band name retail? Because we have been yeah. discussing it for weeks, what we thought the band name should be. Yeah. And um, I was like, hey, that sounds pretty good. And that was basically it. Yeah, it was cans, cans of food so, retail. But 
like you said, Mike, like I like the one word name bands. I always have, you know, or like the two word name bands, you know, Brandon's a big Steely Dan uh, uh, fan. I'm the Beatles, Radiohead. Uh, yes, they're like very simple names. So it just seemed to be pretty cool just having that one word. And when I had looked it up um, to see if there really was a band name retail, I didn't look that hard. So there could be. But it didn't seem like there was really one, so I thought, oh, what a chance a simple word like that doesn't have a band, really. Yeah, so retail. Did you guys have to copyright it or anything, or did you just in case somebody else tries to Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> go go get it. <laughs> you guys got that. Yeah. Now's your chance to see. <laughs> And then, so how about the vibe musically, you know, you know, I mean, would you guys agree? Am I off on that? And that, that you could kind of say it's in sort of an indie sort of pop rock vein. Like, I mean, is that just kind of the wheelhouse of the stuff that you guys like? I mean, cause like, you know, Brandon, you're talking about how like your dad's like a shredder kind of player, you know, um, you're obviously you, you've dabbled in jazz. You went to art school and know about music theory and stuff and then andrew you know it sounds like you know rock and roll obviously is really prevalent with you as well so mm-hmm. in terms of the vibe musically um w- was there a certain vein like when you guys sat down and said okay we want to write music within this style or was it just kind of one of those things where it's like hey let's just make songs that sound good if we like it we'll put it out it doesn't have to fit in you know maybe boxes too too severe of a word but we don't we don't care about it fitting into genre a or b we just want to write songs that we like like was there a direction creatively for the music itself there was to an extent um i did kind of hope that it would end up in the indie kind of feel but i didn't know exactly i didn't want to really put rules to it i remember yeah but the one thing i did want to do was i did say that i've been on the other albums i've recorded it was like let's do whatever and no like rules and i think a little bit of rules helps a little bit so like i tried to when we were recording we tried to limit the instruments that were like a similar kind of feel so like on a lot of the songs even uh, why don't you come around which is like a ska kind of song most skas like has a clean guitar tone mm-hmm. but we added like a lot of chorusy kind of a tone to like most of the guitar tracks so like most of the tracks on the album have this chorusy sound um i got a synth during the recording of the album and we tried to use that on a lot of the songs too um and sometimes we kind of broke that rule and went outside of like kind of these tones that kind of developed but we felt like if we use these sim same mix of ingredients um for whatever genre we were writing that it would kind of have a similar feel to it through the whole thing so um i mean i was the tame impala i don't know if you listen to tame impala but tame impala had come out with a record um a couple years ago and i really dug it at the time it had a, a cohesive sound to it and i just thought that would be cool to kind of do it but at the same time we like a lot of older records so and i was listening to the police a lot during then and so it, there's just like a really colorful tone um to it and i was hoping that we'd kind of capture it too but i don't know if you felt that same way brandon but i remember being saying like no we should use these instruments because that's how we want these songs to sound kind of thing it's actually funny the question you asked is like because you and i andrew we uh we kind of come from a funk background mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember having several conversations with you where i was like look man we gotta we gotta bring back the funk man <laughs> and you were like no we're not doing that this time 
you know it's not that kind of album man and i'm like all right fine well we're gonna we're gonna get at least one yeah we that's did, true you know, we did but www that was yeah, that was but even are. still www started off more like james brown kind of thing i said this in one of our videos but um we were both into tom mish at the time and uh, which is like an indie guitarist record we we're no longer into tom mish i still like him but um no, we are we are we yeah are. <laughs> and um we took some inspiration from that so like a normal song on how we would have done it back in the day is just like normal guitar chunks uh, a drum groove and like a bass, but we decided, you know what, instead of having like the bass instrument as the guitar, let's use a synth instead. And so we tried to like explore different ways that we wanted of back in the day when we were just jamming with each other. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the way that we approached these songs is entirely different from what we are used to, which I think is nice because it, helped us to think a little more outside of the box than we're accustomed to together um, leading to a different sound than we'd ever gotten prior to this. So, yeah. And you guys did this all on your own. Like, was this all I, I read um, or I, I maybe posted on Instagram. Was it, was it Andrew? Was it your living room? Like, is this where you guys did like pretty much the whole, the whole kit and caboodle? Yeah, it was basically this house. It was basically this house. Um, I mean, it was this room we were recording in that I'm in most of the time. And then any room in the house, we kind of just did. But we rec- we wrote all the songs basically in my living room. For the most part, we did. Yeah. And 90% yeah. of the records recorded here. Yeah, I, I think that it's kind of interesting, too, how that evolved. You know, initially we set out to record in your dad's home studio. Yeah. Um, additionally, we were a lot more adamant about writing everything together. But as the, the album progressed, I found that we worked better, you know, writing on our own and bringing our ideas to the other person to help, you know, complete um, as opposed to just sitting down and just trying to force ourselves to be creative. And yeah, that was terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't working out. (laughs) But yeah. And actually um, on the the cover of the the record that is coming out, we is basically in our living room. It was mm-hmm. in the living room, and all the time when we recorded, we used mood lights. We switch out these light bulbs, whether it was in this here or in the living room. And so when we did the the album shoot, it was like, let's use the living room, let's use these lights that we used to use, and we added all the instruments that we used too. So it was like mm-hmm. we wanted to feel like we captured this moment in time with everything that we did. So, Yeah. And that's a good segue to what I wanted to ask you guys. Um, and, I, and I'll just ask you a few more things before we wrap up. Cause I know we're already like 20 minutes over, but I really appreciate you guys again, giving me your time, man. I'm enjoying talking to you. Um, you guys are wearing like the only way I can really describe it was, it's just like <laughs> these like white globes on your head. Uh, it almost looks like, like when you're a kid and you're putting a science project together with planets and it would be like the styrofoam balls you'd get yeah. from like Michael's or Hobby <laughs> Lobby. Or, and, and then you also both have like, right. Like you've got like button down shirts on, it's almost kind of like business casual attire. So what was the creative sort of inspiration behind that? Cause I nerd out on artwork. Like I, I know I like, I don't have a record player, so I haven't started collecting all of my CDs and stuff on albums. And I'm also looking for like a new car and there's like, 
and that's how I know I'm getting old. I'm like, this doesn't have a CD player in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't make no CD players anymore. Like I literally still have the case logics in my trunk of all my records. Right. And, um, yeah. But anyway, so I'm, I'm curious about uh, sort of the inspiration behind that. Um, well, multiple inspirations. I I've had that image in my head for a while of like this dude with a ball in my head. I, I used, I was telling Brandon forever. I'm like, I think it needs to be like, we're light bulbs. That's what I was telling him. Like we need to be light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I remember there's a, there's an album by mute mouth or mute math. Um, that is great. And on there, it has their faces shining like suns. And I thought, that's like such a cool idea. No one's like really run with that. And um, the other inspiration was, and I think I remember mentioning this at Applebee's when we sat down to start the album, but I wanted the album to, so many bands now market their music as themselves. I mean, everybody now is like, you think of like the big pop bands now, it's like, you know, uh, Katy Perry, Doja Cat, um, BTS that's marketing themselves rather than the music. And I wanted to market the music. So um, I thought, what's the way you can do that? You don't show your faces. Yeah. So um, that was kind of the, the feel for it. So didn't really become light bulbs because it didn't turn out that way, but still had that kind of similar feel. Yeah. You know, light bulbs signifying our, our brilliant ideas, you know, now you're just going too deep with it that's right you know you got it man let's analyze this but yeah yeah uh you know he mentioned earlier that i you know i'm a steely dan fan and i am i'm a pretty big nerd about steely dan and one thing that i you know in the same vein that he just mentioned is like on every steely dan record you know neither neither member you know they don't show their face on the album you know it's always some kind of conceptual cover art you know but they never were really ones to uh to show their their faces and i think in that way it kind of helps to shed more light on the music and on the lyrics than than on the the creator which i think is more important yeah Yeah, where like you said it's about the music and it's not about like an image or uh or a, you know, it's 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 like, hey, this is just kind of just an, an artistic expression. This is a creative output from front to back, and we we want that to shine and not have it be about like, you know, how chiseled our faces yeah, are. That's but, right. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. He's like, it was about uh, just represent the music. You know, all the songs are co-written by retail. It was just like, this is retail, and we're just this entity that makes music. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so and, you and, guys produced and mixed and mastered it like everything on your own, or did you take it to somebody to maybe give it a few finishing touches once you got it all put together? No. So we, we recorded everything basically here, um, touched up everything. And then we took it and sent it to, um, the guy who helped me on my last records up in Bay city. His name's Andy Reed. Um, really friendly guy. I used to um, play in the band verb pipe, um, back in the day. And uh, has a recording studio. I've got taught how to record and mix and all that by him. Oh, cool! And I thought it would just be better to have somebody else's ears to polish everything up. Brandon wasn't too keen about the idea at first, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a control freak. <laughs> it's like I don't it want anybody little... touching my baby. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, he he had just gotten a, a brand new tape machine. He was looking to experiment with a little bit. 
And so he ran the whole record through the tape machine. Um, so it has that kind of tape feel. Once that turned out, it was like really awesome hearing. Um, and, you know, we just kind of had him polish and finish the rest of it. But everything else, recording and all that was done by us. It was just that last little push that kind of Andy took over and, and finished it for us. So. Yeah. That's cool. Well, the last couple of things I'll ask you before we wrap it up and thanks again, Brandon and Andrew for, for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. It's been cool to learn more about how it all came together, but um, you know, being that the, the theme of the show is perseverance and moving forward, like obviously everybody's been through the pandemic and COVID and not that I wanted to get into all of that uh, with this question, cause that's not where I'm going with it, but you know, obviously music is, is a creative release. It's a, it's an outlet. It's a, it's a way to, to, I, to me, it's one of the purest forms of expression because there's so much raw emotion that goes in it, you know, and, and um, you'll even hear players talk about, you know, people nerd out on equipment and stuff and it's cool. Like, and I'm, and I just, I love guitar. So I was like, I'm always like, Oh, that guitar looks cool. Or that guitar looks cool. But at the end of the day, it comes from your head and your fingers. You know what I mean? Whether you're a mm -hmm. guitar player or a drummer or you play the trumpet, whatever the case may be. Right. Like for you guys, I mean, and maybe it's too loaded of a question now that I think about it, but what does just music represent for you guys in your lives and this creative output? And then also, are there any threads of just perseverance or, or moving forward that you want to share with the listeners, whether it was in this musical project or just in terms of how music has helped you persevere in your own lives? Um. Do you want to take that, Brandon, or me first? I don't <laughs> no, care, okay, bro. Okay. Sorry, is that too heavy um, of a question? I no, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Um, and I, I'll just be on. I'll just be honest to, oh, about things too. But um, th no, um, the pandemic wasn't the big <laughs> start of this project or anything. Um, <laughs> I I I had just been going through a divorce during that time period, and that's what really kicked off this project. Um, and so. The pandemic was just like another thing on top of it. It didn't even matter at that point. Um, and so just going going through that process, I felt like I needed a creative outlook to um, just help focus my mind. Um, I was telling you even before this, like I was doing a podcast too. I was just starting up projects to kind of like distract myself kind of. And I felt like, um, you know, you hear all the time of great musicians, they go through some terrible thing in their life and they kind of capture this moment in time in great music. And I thought, this is the time I need to capture this moment in time. I need to, you know, wrap it all up in the songs and everything. So that was my perseverance for like, um, and it was not easy making this record. It was, it was like, yeah. you had to push yourself to make it. Um, there's like several, I mean, it took two and a half years to make this thing. And it was, but going back to what you were saying about, you know, the equipment's all cool and everything. We wrote all the songs in my living room, just acoustically. It was like me and Brandon, just him on a drum set, me on a guitar or him on a piano. And we wanted the music to be, if it was stripped down, it was still good. You yeah. know, that's why I always liked about like Nirvana's MTV performances, like, when you get rid of the distorted guitars, all the, you know, big sounding things, yeah. if you just play the songs as a solo thing, so they good. still sound good. And that's what we wanted the songs to be. Yeah. And, you so. know, we did end up doing that. Like we would just sit in the living room with our, you know, I'd have a bass around my neck and you've got your acoustic guitar and I'd plug in and we'd, we'd just play the acoustic version of our tunes and we're like tickled pink at like the fact that it still sounds good. And it's like, wow, like this is, 
you know, we did that. You know, it sounds pretty, pretty okay. You know, um, but as for me, it was, <laughs> it was, it was crazy, man, because uh, Andrew, you know, was going through what he was going through. And like, he came to me and he was like, dude, you know, I'm going through this crap and uh, I want to make an album. Are you down? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. And it turned into, you know, kind of a supportive endeavor on my part, you know, trying to help him to, uh, you know, to, to, to deal with what he was going through and uh, as, as a friend. And then it was crazy because, you know, not that long after I was going through my own divorce. <laughs> so it was like, oh, bam, bam. <laughs> so, so, you know, you know, we look back on it and laugh because it's just so crazy how the timing worked out. <laughs> You know, but uh, um, so it like we kind of switched places because at that point his was kind of old news, you know, and he was stable and doing well. And then he had to like become the, the supportive one of the two of us for me because of what I was going through. Like this was just the divorce album, you know? <laughs> it's just, yeah. So it was <laughs> like it was our mission to finish this record because it was like when we finished this record we're going to be closing a chapter almost. Yeah, so when yeah. you talk about perseverance, this album definitely was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm but sorry yeah. you dudes uh, went through that, man, but uh, I actually, uh, I guess we'll just, you know, the, the trifecta here. I didn't, I didn't get divorced, but I, I, I went through a, a pretty unexpected uh, breakup, you know, mm. and uh, heartbreak sucks, man. You know, whether you're the, the dumper, the dumpy or whatever, whether it's mutual, it's, it's always uh, when somebody has a place in your life, you know what I mean? They, you know, I feel like anytime you lose anybody, you know, whether it's like a, a lover or a friend or a death of somebody close to you, it's like, they take a piece of you with them. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that you can't heal and move forward. And uh, so yep. kind of how this album was for you guys, I mean, not, not to make it about me, but just relating to your experience. Um, you know, th this podcast has very much been sort of my creative release, you know, especially, you know, the, the pandemic for me kind of was, was the impetus and, and sort of the tipping point for me to, to, to look myself in the mirror and get back into it. And then like mm -hmm. a year into getting the momentum going for this podcast is when I kind of got blindsided by what happened with me. But right. after she was gone, this was like where I could connect with people and share their stories and to see it kind of grow incrementally has been really cool, you know? So uh, awesome. I'm sorry that you both went through it, but I, I that's hey, kind of why I asked that because I know music, I know what it means for me just as a listener, mm -hmm. uh, how much I love music and the role it's played in my life ever since I was a kid. So um, I'm sorry you guys went through that, but I'm glad that you had a positive creative outlet for it because sometimes people don't and then they just start bouncing off the walls, whether they, yeah. they go to the bottom of a bottle or other mm -hmm. other nasty things, you know what I mean? So I think it's really cool that both of you had a healthy outlet for the heartbreak, you know? Yeah, well, you too, you too, especially with the podcast. I mean, it's always nice to have a, a an <clears throat> an outlet, you know, for for that kind of thing. So, and sometimes you get good results, you know, with a product that comes out of it. So, yeah, yeah. The, well, band, you know, oh, I sorry. Go ahead, you, Brandon. Yeah, I was just going to say that I've got you know I have to give you extra props because you know we had, you know, we're a duo, you know, whereas your creative expression seems like more of an isolated effort. So it it would have been easy to. Uh, you know, to lose the motivation following something like that to, to keep doing what you're doing. You know, if you don't have somebody else in your ear telling you to keep going. So, uh, you know, props <laughs> for that. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, you know, we all have got, you know, at least, at least me, I mean, I've got probably, I can count on, on, you know, both hands, the, the, the ones that I love and, and people that are supportive and close friends and family. Um, I'm a big fan of metal music. That's kind of like my wheelhouse. I love it all, but metal mm-hmm. is, is where I lean. Um, that was just the stuff that spoke to me the most and it yeah. still speaks to me. Like I just, I just love it. Um, but I was also listening to a lot of, of juice world, um, during, during the, (laughs) during the breakup juice world was extremely helpful. Uh, um, but, uh, another band called, um, I think they're going to blow up when they come over here. Uh, sorry. I I take a lot of asides and I know I need to stop talking because I I'm, we're a half hour over and I don't want to, no, you're all good. But, um, (laughs) another band that I think that's going to blow up when they, when they tour over here is, uh, holding absence, um, uh, they're just they're. I guess you could kind of say they're sort of in like an emo type of, of vein. Yeah. Um, Holding of, absence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're from the UK, but uh, man, I mean, just incredible lyrics, vocals, um, just, just the, the sound is almost kind of cinematic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really good stuff. But yeah, I kind of, it, you know, the universe comes to you in different ways. Like it was a barber who was cutting my hair and we kind of vibed on music and he told me about them. So it's just, I, I believe in that kind of stuff. I believe in energy and you kind of get in your life what you need at the time. And even my perspective, having, you know, been single now for almost a year, how I look back on, on my breakup now is different than when I was going through it. And you're just so bogged down by the pain and the yeah. emotion and the weight of yeah. it. And then once you kind of come out of it and you take a step back, you're kind of like, ah, you know, I, I, I guess at my point in my life, that's when it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so with time comes clarity, I guess, but, um, that's, and to go along with that point, I mean, that's what we found, you know, writing this album too, was that we started it at the beginning of my stuff. We started, you know, midway through was with Brandon's stuff. And by the end, you know, we were in different stages at different times. And so our lyrics evolved, you know, over time of what we were, kind of going through so it's uh interesting depending on what the song is that's one of the other rules that we said about (laughs) each other's songs is that we won't tell each other (laughs) what the songs mean or we won't tell other people what they mean but so for your guys's interpretation (laughs) yeah that's cool that's cool i know i know some lyricists and 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 musicians are really direct and then some are more open to interpretation Mm -hmm. You know, and I think I think whatever you're going through that time, that's why music is cool to me, you know, not to get too heady, you know, because I'm I'm not a philosopher at all. Uh, but um, but I think that music in some ways, at least for me, it's almost like uh, it's almost like another sense, you know, like your sense yeah. of smell, they say, is like one of the strongest, if not the strongest in terms of tying to your memory. Yeah. And it's so crazy how, you know, now as a 34 year old man, like I'm 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 not old but it's, it hits me where I'm like, wow, I'm only six years away from 40. And I remember 20, like it was yesterday, but there's songs that I listen to and it takes me right back. Just like sometimes when a smell hits you and you're like, oh my God, I remember the music is like that for me, where it's like, you know, you mentioned um, Andrew, the police earlier, like that's one of my mom's favorite bands. So every time I hear like sting or the police, like it takes me back to kind of like my childhood or, you know, hearing Tom Petty, that was like, I had like a, I think I had like a crappy little Mickey Mouse guitar when I was a kid and I would listen to Tom Petty in the living room with my dad. And that's why like <laughs> free fall to this day is still one of my favorite songs of all time. You know what I mean? So, I love so Tom yeah, Petty, it's, yeah, it's cool how music kind of has that effect, but um, well, dudes, I really appreciate the time. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story with me and the listeners. The, the, the last thing I'll ask to put a button on this bad boy is just, um, 
now that this record, as of listening to this, it'll be mid-April when this comes out. So the record will be out and people have had a few few weeks to kind of digest it. But with things kind of hopefully knock on wood, getting to a better place, at least from a societal standpoint with with the virus and whatnot do you guys have any plans to um to play live whether it's in toledo or or elsewhere is this something that you would like to try to translate to a live experience we'd like to we we talked about um just trying to play the hard thing is like you know just being a duo like that um how we would play it um we talked about like We'd have yeah. to do some creative arrangements. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to arrange our songs in a certain way. Um, we did talk about that after we'd released the song, maybe to play like kind of a show, whether that's like Instagram Live, Facebook kind of thing, maybe to go through the songs in a different way. Um, but uh, yeah, we would love to to do a live. Just gotta see what see what kind of happens. So yeah, we uh, we did for a moment there. We were getting into you know a little more seriously. We were getting into arranging these tunes you know to be played between the two of us and we we even discussed like putting together a band you know like some some other musicians to back us up to to, to be able to play live uh and that's something that we're still in talk you know we're still in talks about um and uh so we have no specific plans but it is something that we do aspire to do Hopefully, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, as, as the virus continues clearing up and as uh, things become more available uh, publicly to be able to do um, maybe even, you know, getting something down at the village idiot. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) But yeah, no, that, that would be fun. Well, cool dudes. I, I really appreciate it again. Thank you so much for, for graciously giving me almost an hour and a half of your time. I I'm, I'm really excited for people to listen to this conversation and I'm glad that you guys had a creative outlet for the pain you went through. And um, I can't wait to hear the rest of it, but uh, for people who aren't aware of your music, Brandon and Andrew, and I'll put up the links in the podcast description, but let people know where they can, they can find out about retail, where they can follow you guys. Um, well, we are available on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok just recently, and uh, we have YouTube as well. Um, we try to post our music on all the platforms so it can be easily found. Um, you can find us on you know, all the streaming platforms, so Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, any of them that uh, is out there. And uh, we should be releasing the record here um, uh march 25th and there is a limited amount of uh cds that we got made up in case anyone's interested and uh you can get that on bandcamp that's retail band music uh dot bandcamp.com is where you can order everything you can buy retail retail there you go (laughs) (laughs) well yeah dudes i really appreciate the time thanks again for going over uh i'll shut my yapper and just say brandon and andrew (laughs) i really enjoyed talking to you uh this won't be the last time and i really hope that uh I'm going to put it out in the universe that you guys have a great release of the record, man. And that uh, by the time people hear this, uh, everybody's digging the tunes as much as I am. So thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. Appreciate it too. Thanks for having us. There you have it. That was my conversation with Brandon Young and Andrew Stanton of the band Retail out of my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. Make sure you go follow those guys on Instagram at retail underscore band. 
I will put the links in the podcast description for this episode for you guys to check out their music. Again, their debut full-length album, The Fall of Rainbows, just came out on March 25th, and it really is a great listen front to back. I was just jamming it in the car yesterday, and and I love to listen to albums in the car, you know, because you're just cruising. Your mind has a chance to kind of get away from anything that it's focused on and you just focused on the road and the, and the record itself. And I was running some errands and stuff yesterday and it, it was just a beautiful day and uh, cheesy as that might sound, but it, it really is a great listen front to back. I'm not just saying that, you know, again, these guys definitely have a cool vibe as far as like indie pop rock. Um, the, the music is really heartfelt. It's really authentic. And I like how they show off different skills, you know, certain songs, um, are a little bit more on the rock side. Certain songs are a little bit more on the poppy side. You know, um, there's some heartfelt moments. There's some great instrumental moments. So I, I really just want to say job well done, Brandon and Andrew, From for what it's worth, coming from a guy who's not musically inclined at all on putting together a great record from front to back. And, you know, as you guys heard in that conversation, you know, this record was birthed out of divorce. You know, it's kind of a, a, a bummer uh, you know, to know that there's other people, uh, it's weird. It's like, it's a bummer, but it's also kind of comforting, you know, um, as somebody who recently went through heartbreak myself, as I've talked about on this show, um, you know, having a relationship that fell apart unexpectedly last year with me after almost three and a half years together, uh, it, 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 it was horrible. Uh, it's the worst pain I felt since, you know, my grandpa passed away. And since I had to put down my cat that I had half my life, I loved, you know, Charlie and, uh, it was awful, you know, so saying all that, you know, when I do these podcasts, I never know where the conversation's going to go. And obviously I let the guests know that with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward, I'll, I'll ask them about times in their lives where they've persevered and move forward. And so I didn't, I had no idea going into this show that that's, you know, that was the impetus for making this record was, was Andrew's divorce. And then Brandon ended up getting divorced as well. So you know, I'm sorry that they went through that, but at the same time, I'm I'm really happy that they found a an outlet to turn their negatives into a positive and 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 make a creative record that really turned out great. So, um, you know, for all of you out there who are struggling, maybe you shared the the same thing. You know, maybe like Brandon and Andrew and myself, you've been through heartbreak or a divorce, uh, and if you have, I know it stinks. It's awful whether you're the one that wants to break up or you don't, like we were talking about on the show. Um, it's never easy, man. It's never easy when somebody's been a big part of your life for a while and then all of a sudden you go from that to just you're both alive, but you're not in each other's worlds anymore, even if you only live a few miles away. It's uh, it's crazy in some ways. It's a really kind of crazy thing, you know, when you think about the end of a relationship that you've been in with somebody because unlike death where the person is – no longer on this plane entirely, you know, with, with a breakup, it's just all of a sudden, you know, they're just not part of your life anymore. And they're, they're out there living, doing whatever they're doing. It's, it's really a trippy thought, but, um, to put a button on that point again, I just, um, you know, when I do these shows, I try to keep it loose and try to keep it just like a, a conversation. Um, I have like bullet point notes that I write down, um, from my research when I do these shows, getting ready to do the podcast. And I really just use it as more or less a guide for the conversation, but I really like it to just be relaxed. And so obviously there's, there's times where you go to those darker places because in order to persevere, it usually means you went through something tough. And, uh, I didn't know that that was the impetus for, for making the fall of rainbow. So, um, it was, uh, 
I, I appreciate Brandon and Andrew sharing that with me and, and all of you. And I hope it's just an example for all you guys out there that, you know, if you're going through something difficult, man, just find a creative way to deal with it. Or even if you're not a creative person, find a healthy way to, to deal with it. You know, um, whether it's exercise, um, you know, therapy, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think a lot of people should be in therapy and that's not me being judgy wudgy. That's just being real. I think there's a lot of people who could benefit from, from talking to a professional about their feelings and about the things they're going through. Cause I think a lot of times, especially men in the United States, I think that we, uh, we deal with things in unhealthy ways, you know, and, and there's weird definitions of masculinity. And I, at least when I was coming up, you know, if you were in therapy, it's like, what's wrong with him? You know, it was, you know, mental health was something that you didn't talk about. And so I just hope that if you are struggling, um, and, and not even to make it a male, female thing, just to make it a human thing, you know, if you've been through something awful, uh, whether it's death, heartbreak, whatever it is, um, just know that, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. And I just hope that you find inner peace and you find a healthy outlet the way that Brandon and Andrew have with this record. And again, if nothing else, I really just hope that everybody checks out the album too, because as you guys listened uh, in that conversation, as you heard, rather, you know, they're they're good dudes. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to them. Uh, the David Inside Joke thing was really funny, <laughs> at least to me. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. And I'm and and it does give me a sense of pride. Obviously, I had nothing to do with them making this album, but just the fact that they're from my hometown of Toledo. There's, there's a lot of really cool music history there, and it makes me really proud being from there, having had the opportunity to to cover the music scene. Gosh, it's, it's crazy that it was like 10 years ago when I was really in the thick of it. Um, but there's just a lot of really creative, talented people there, and so it's cool to see, you know, younger cats like Brandon and Andrew still, still doing their thing and playing shows and, uh, you know, recording music, playing music together. It's, it's an undertaking when you make a record, man. And, and as you guys heard, this this was definitely an undertaking. So uh, I really hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I hope you check it out. Again, The Fall of Rainbows came out on March 25th. It's available where you get your music. The links are in the podcast description. If you're on Instagram, please go follow them at retail underscore band. And if you'd like, follow me. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. I'm on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is march4th.podbean.com, and you can listen to the podcast on multiple apps like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, which is the host site. You can, and they have their own app as well. Uh, it's on Google Podcasts. I also just signed it up for TuneIn and Alexa. So I think, as of hearing this, you should be able to say, Alexa, play March 4th with Mike Baum and podcast, and I think it'll play it for you um, if it all went well and the feed link and everything got hooked up. So uh, you know, good things are happening and I've got some, some, uh, some cool things coming up that I will share with you guys shortly here in terms of the growth of the podcast and where things are headed. And, um, you know, some of the, some of the eyeballs and, and whatnot of the, that have been coming in. It's, it's really cool to see. And, and I couldn't do it without everybody who listens to the show with everybody who comes on board as a new listener, like some of you might be today, because you know, Andrew and Brandon, or some of you who listen to this, you know, loved ones of mine and friends and family of mine and other people out there who have been on board with the podcast since I've been doing it over the last couple of years, getting back into it full swing. None of this would be possible without all of you. So I just want to say thank you to everybody genuinely from the bottom of my heart who listens to this show. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up in store that I can't wait to share with you all. But right now I'm just going to tease it. Um, But uh, if you are new to the show, one thing, even though I hate bacon for, you know, likes and subs and all that stuff, when you uh, like 
the podcast and you leave a rating and a review, it makes these shows rank higher on you know whatever service is being used. So if you would be so kind, if if you would go to Apple and leave a rating and a review for the podcast, it helps these conversations get out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want because I want more people to know about the awesome guests that I have on the show, like Brandon and Andrew of Retail and all the wonderful guests that I've had to this point. So if you would be so kind, please go leave a rating and a review. I know you can on Apple. Uh, Spotify also gives you that option now to leave a rating and uh, and I at least a rating. I don't know about a review, but you can leave like a you know it's like stars. You know you can leave a rating on Spotify as well if you use Spotify and don't have Apple. So all that said, man, I just want to say that I hope that everybody you know we've got uh, one quarter of the year already in the bag, and at the time of listening to this, we'll almost be halfway through April, which is crazy to say, but. Uh, I hope your year is going well, and if it's not, remember, it's not too late to turn things around and to get things going in a great direction, and if nothing else, I hope this podcast inspires you to chase your dreams, whatever they are, and to turn a negative into a positive, so keep the faith and be kind to one another, courtesy of Brandon and Andrew of Retail, say that three times fast, I always get tongue-tied at the end when I get ready to do these song drops, man, I think it's just because I know the end of the episode is coming, and I'm like trying to get it out and sound good, and I get two in my head, but anyway, I'm gonna leave all this in, because flaws make the beauty in life, but courtesy of Brandon and Andrew, I'm so lame, of retail, here is their song, Curiosities, off their debut album, The Fall of Rainbows, peace.